0: Monday morning with Jalen and Daryl, and she's off on holidays as of Wednesday, so you only get two days of the two of us (laughs) for this week. Hopefully two days of the two of us will be sufficient for this week. You've heard so much about the vacancy rates downtown, about the office space, and just the fact that there just aren't nearly as many people working downtown. There's also some concern that people have had that Ice District and that whole area is taken away from, say, some of the office towers along Jasper Avenue, etc. At the end of it, bottom line is there's an awful lot of empty Mm -hmm. space. So what do you do with it? For the last couple of years, we've started hearing about these ideas. Let's turn them into living spaces. Just because it looks like an office building doesn't mean it has to be an (laughs) office. Uh office building. It could be something more. Why hasn't that gotten more oomph in the last couple of years? That's a big question.
1: Let's find out with um, uh, Mark Anderson, who is the vice president of CBRE Limited. Hi, Mark. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks for having me. So when we take a look at that vacancy rate downtown, how high is it right now and how much has it grown over the past couple of years?
2: Well, it has gone up uh, quite a bit. Um, right now, we're, we're cresting towards 25% uh, vacancy in the core, depending on if you're looking in the financial sector or government. Um, that is up uh, quite a bit from, uh, from previous years, certainly pre-COVID. Um, you know, we had vacancy rates kind of trending around kind of 18%, which was still a little bit high. Uh, but that last little push that's put us up to just about a quarter quarter vacant, uh, it certainly happened in the last couple of years. Uh, look, you're, you're in
0: commercial real estate. That's what CBRE is all about. I am curious about whether you can do this, uh, the, the idea of changing over to residential on your own, or do you need help in order uh, to get that done?
2: Yeah, that's that's a that's a great question. Um it, I mean it certainly can happen, um you know, in 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 some markets uh where there's already a, you know kind of a, a, a great deal of gravity and, and density uh, to help kind of build that business case. But in a city like Edmonton in a in a kind of a secondary market um, it is something that we see. We we do need a little bit of extra help to help build that business case, and and that's exacerbated in recent years just with rising construction costs and some of the supply chain issues that we've also been hearing so much about uh, that have that started to get ironed out.
1: So, Mark, what would, really is, what would that help? What would that help look like? What would that help look like?
2: Well, really, it's, a, it's an incentive uh, program, uh, similar to, to what we've seen in other major markets. Calgary's got a great example of this, uh, where really the city municipality kind of steps in and helps uh, you know, give that, that financial incentive for uh, owners to, to undertake the, the huge financial uh, risk that, uh, that is trying to convert an office building into a residential tower.
0: Is the whole idea that there is sufficient benefit to the city that it is worth having the city jump in and help out? Because there's an awful lot of construction elsewhere in the city that does not get any kind of uh, support or uh, financial uh, incentives
2: yeah well, I think that it, the answer is yes. Um, this is something that I think is is very important for all Edmontonians. Uh, you know our downtown is is the greatest source is the, is, has the greatest density for tax base for the city, uh, which obviously provides uh, services out to, to everybody else, regardless of of how often you frequent the downtown core. And uh, and so it, the downtown is something that uh, that's obviously seen a lot of value eroded uh, in recent years uh, as office vacancy has has crept up, and so this is this is an existential <laughs> issue for for all Edmontonians and so taking care of the, the core and then making sure that it's stable is uh, is important um, and it's also going to build the city that, that we all ultimately want to want to be in and, and live in um, this also aligns with I think the the city's own you know strategic plan uh, to kind of limits some of the uh, some of the growth that's happened or the, the propagation of the city uh, in other suburban nodes and really kind of focus on some density uh, that uh, that I think is much needed in our core.
1: Mark, are there other cities that are doing this and doing it well?
2: Yeah, the, you, you know, I alluded to it uh, earlier, but I think Calgary's got a, a fantastic program right now. Um, they've got uh, a situation where the city is actually uh, kicking in about $75 per square foot towards uh, the construction or the um Uh, the renovation of an office tower into a residential tower now that is kind of still just a drop in the bucket when it comes to what the actual cost would be um but uh but that has seen a huge amount of, of uptake uh in in calgary and and they're starting to you know Be able to kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel and and reap some of the rewards that's ultimately going to come from that.
0: How expensive is this? Is this because an office tower is purpose-built to be a tower of offices, Mm -hmm. not a tower of homes? So how expensive and how extensive is it to actually try to to rework one of these buildings into a resident, a place that can be homey and feel like home?
2: Absolutely. It's, uh, it, it can be very, very expensive. Uh, hundreds and hundreds of dollars uh, per square foot, um, which once again, to drop in the bucket, uh, that 75 number I just uh, mentioned is the incentive program. Um, and you're exactly right. I mean, it's, sometimes it's easy to look at a, at a tower and think, oh, well, that could just be converted into residential. But um, really, uh, we've only really identified about five or six buildings in our core that are really good candidates for this because you do need to take into account uh, the total floor, pa- floor plate uh, of the building, how easily it can be demised into smaller units, where the elevator core is, uh, the ability to, uh, to kind of augment the mechanical systems for a residential population. And then, of course, the other big differentiating factor between residential and commercial is, is balconies. And uh, I know that the uh, that's, that's a, a key issue for anybody that's going to make the decision to maybe move into an apartment or a condo uh, is to still have that little bit of outdoor space and, uh, and commercial buildings are notably absent when it comes to balconies. Uh, so you have to look at, uh, at potentially retrofitting the building to, to add them on or carve out part of the floor plate to, to be able to, uh, to provide that to, uh, to the future occupants.
1: Are, so when, when you're looking at certain office buildings then mark what which ones would how do you know which ones might be I mean you've touched on a, on, a, on a few things but boy oh boy um, are there some that are jumping out right now saying hey this would be definitely a good place that we could do this
2: yes yeah there there are a few um, you know there's and then like I mentioned I mean it's got to be the right size uh, it's got to have the the right number of parking to, to kind of uh uh, satisfy the, the residential demand that's that's ultimately going to go in. Um, so there are there are a few buildings for sure uh, that I think are finding examples, and then not least of which you also need a building that's largely vacant. So mm-hmm. even if you see a downtown tower that could be a great conversion uh, uh, project, uh, that doesn't uh, doesn't necessarily pencil out if it's currently filled with with office tenants. Uh,
0: I mentioned at the top of this that I, I have heard of this conversation going on for a few years now. I think uh, c- certainly just uh, even leading. Up to, to to the COVID uh, situation and the, and the lack of, of workers downtown, uh, has this been done with any of the buildings in Edmonton? If so, which ones, or uh, is this still just uh, a thought?
2: Yeah, there is, so the, thankfully, there actually is a strong precedent for this. Uh, even here in Edmonton, we don't have to look too, too far for, for case studies. And we don't have to always go into a different jurisdiction altogether. Um, so it's uh, some of the clearest and, and most recent examples were actually a couple of projects that were just done by a strategic group a couple of years ago, just before COVID, actually, um, Harley Court on, on 110th Street and then their 8th Street project as well uh, were former office buildings that were converted into residential and, uh, and, and have actually, I think, uh, proven to be quite successful. So uh, those are the most recent examples. There's, there's a, a whole bunch of other ones uh, kind of around the city mark throughout our downtown um, but uh, but yeah this is something this isn't uh, necessarily a new trick for uh, for, for downtown office supply and
1: so it looks like uh, city administration uh, going to present um, some options to councillors at a meeting in September we'll be watching it closely mark as I'm sure you are as well thank you for joining us this morning yes thank you very much for the time